Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bulova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is senior researcher, Sarah Seiber. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. You had the opportunity to chat with Captain Joe Newcomb of USPHS, who's the Director of Aviation Medicine at NOAA, and Bill Tinston, the Director of FIRM. Before we jump into the interview, Sarah, can you tell me what NOAA and FIRM stand for? Yes. So NOAA is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They're commonly known for their weather forecasting and climate monitoring. And then the FIRM is the Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization Office. They're implementing a single common federal electronic health record with the Department of Defense, Department of Veterans Affairs, Department of Homeland Security's U.S. Coast Guard, and now the Department of Commerce's NOAA. Weather and health records. What's the overlap there? I know, it's interesting. So NOAA's Office of Marine and Aviation Operations has five medical programs, but there's not a NOAA-owned EHR to date. Joe Newcomb will dive into the details, but basically there's one EHR within the Marine and Aviation Operations Unit, but Aviation Medicine doesn't own that EHR. It's owned and run by the Air Force, so NOAA faces restrictions when it tries to access or operate the records. The EHR at NOAA is needed and necessary because of NOAA's Commissioned Officer Corps, one of eight federal uniformed services of the United States. The others include Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, and the Public Health Service Commission Corps. It's interesting to note because not many people equate NOAA to military. Yeah, that is new to me and really fascinating. So how does NOAA benefit from joining the federal EHR? Yeah, so NOAA coming on board the federal EHR reduces those restrictions I mentioned earlier with system ownership. Through the collaboration, they're creating greater interoperability with health data and moving away from some of those paper-based processes like faxing and printing. In theory, they're making it all digital and shareable while complying with patient privacy, of course. As we get into the interview, what are the key themes that you got from your conversation? What should people be listening for? I would say the major theme from this interview was an emphasis on soft skills or people skills, like integrating change management and improving communication. This includes communication between agencies and healthcare providers, taking a boots on the ground approach when they integrate these systems, as well as communication between agencies, sharing best practices across the agencies that are using the federal EHR to drive interoperability. With all that in mind, let's listen to your interview. To kick off the episode, I'd like to learn more about NOAA's use of electronic health records. Captain Newcomb, could you tell us a bit more about who uses NOAA's EHRs and your agency's background in health records? So specifically to EHRs, NOAA does not happen at this time. We have occupational medicine, which is documented on um, paper charts, uh, SF600s, uh, lab forms. And that's really one of the the limiting factors with communicating within uh, NOAA. So the uh, Office of Marine Aviation Operations has uh, five medical programs. And at this point, right now, there is 
the communication is limited to like faxes, calls. You can't email uh, protected health information, uh, HIPAA violations uh, would occur for something like that. So everything has to be through secure fax. There is no, um, not having the electronic health record, it's very difficult to find specific uh, data of service uh, charting. So the only, the only department, aviation medicine is the only department that has an electronic health record, but it doesn't belong to NOAA, it belongs to the Air Force. So we're limited in what we can do with it. For instance, I'm in my sick bay right now. I can't chart physical exams. So to answer your question, there is no electronic health records as of right now in NOAA. Okay, great. Thank you for that background. And from the firm's perspective, what agencies are you collaborating with to support the CHR rollout? Well, you know, the firm was created to address the things that we do together, right? It's Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization. It was created by DOD and VA. So they're the two big partners in the efforts that the firm is doing. They're both developing and delivering and deploying a single common federal record across both departments, right? And early on in the process, uh, the Coast Guard came in. So Homeland Security came in, uh, they had a need, um, smaller, and they were able to capitalize on the investment that DOD and VA have made and, and uh, garner the capability or a set of capabilities that they would have had, it just would have been unaffordable for them. So they went from paper to the single common federal record. Um, we have we have NOAA coming in, which is very, very exciting to me that we have another agency coming in uh, that's going to use the single record. And we are engaged on a regular basis uh, through ONC with all of the federal healthcare providers, right? Providing advice where advice is needed and helpful in cases like NOAA, in cases like the Coast Guard, uh, working to bring them into the single record and just keeping each other up to date one uh, as to what's going on and what needs might be. So, you know, stand by, see what happens in the future, because uh, we're engaged with everyone and we, we are ready to, to uh, bring the power of the single federal record that uh, DOD and VA have created to bear on the healthcare needs of other departments uh, where it meets their needs. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to watch how you expand, especially as we enter the new year. So, Joe, what potential did you see in the federal EHR that DOD, VA, and Coast Guard are deploying that prompted NOAA to join? So, the main thing, again, is communication within uh, the Office of Marine Aviation Operations and it, uh, the five uh, subordinate uh, medical programs. Uh, communication document sharing that occurs with the EHR is uh, what we really were looking for initially when we started doing the market research. Mm -hmm. So that leads to being able to chart on our service members so that when they do present to a DOD um, military facility or later on with retirement or after separation to the VA, those charts will be available for them. Yeah, that's great to hear. And as you were working through the concept of NOAA joining firm and the rest of the federal electronic health record rollout, how did you all work together to conduct a functional analysis to ensure the collaboration would be a good fit and that it met all the requirements for joining? Joe, would you like to start? Sure. Initially, like I was 
mentioned earlier, we did the market research. We're looking for um, commercially available applications for um, uh, electronic health records. Mm -hmm. And that evolved into the question of what do we do with those records once we chart? Do we print out someone's 20-year career on 500 reams of paper, give it to them so they can present to the VA? And so the, um, the, the market research evolved to ask in DHA, hey, how, how does NOAA gain access to this charting ability? And um, so there's a, there's a few program management terms that we had to quickly learn and even so we're still learning those terms right there um it's like a, a third or fourth language after uh, military acronyms <laughs> so to answer your question where we contacted dha and then dha is the entity that started introducing us to these um uh different organizations like the firm dimsum so that's how we ended up here yeah, that's great. Bill, is there anything you'd like to add from the firm's perspective of bringing another agency in? Yeah, I, I would. So as Joe said, he didn't use the word, but he described interoperability, right? Mm -hmm. And this common, this single record was born out of interoperability. You know, DOD began this, VA, brilliant decision-making on the on the part of VA and, and DOD for encouraging it. Said, hey, instead of, instead of talking about how we can pass data back and forth and build processes, integrate two systems, let's talk about operating in a single system, right? So that's what created the, the common record. It's the single system about the patient, not who delivered the care or where, delivered, where the care was delivered. So given that and the world-class record coordinated care capability that the two departments are delivering, it makes sense to me, and I can't do the evaluation, though I had to do the evaluation from a functional perspective, whether it meets their needs, but given that it's a world-class record that's configurable for the people that we deploy it to, um, it is not in the least bit shocking that it meets the needs of the of NOAA uh, or the Coast Guard and continues to meet the needs of VA and DOD. But what you really get here is this interoperability, right? It is that single record about the patient. So data captured, appropriate data captured uh, at NOAA can be shared in the future with the VA or shared when... Uh, uh, one of the members from NOAA goes to an MTF so that we have that common record. And then we have the interoperability with the commercial side as well through the Joint Health Information Exchange. So we're, we're reaching a point here as, as uh, other agencies join and we expand the capabilities of the Joint Health Information Exchange that uh, we, we've got the closest thing to a complete record about a person that I think has ever existed, which is an amazing thing to be a part of. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled that NOAA is coming aboard and and, and the members that will be covered by this record will, will gain, uh, gain that advantage as well. Right. Yeah, that is truly amazing. And I was just writing my uh, year in review of 2022, and the EHR has come a long way than it did at the beginning of last year. So that's attributed to you and the leaders across government that are working on this. Well, not, not to bring up a sore subject, but think back to where where, where we all were in 2017 or 18. Mm -hmm. They haven't just come a long way. Uh, what DOD and VA and, and the other partners have done has truly been amazing. Um, they provide better healthcare because we have better tools in the provider's hands. Uh, and three quarters, I think, 50%, um, someplace between 50% and three quarters deployed on the DOD side 
And VA is driving just tremendous process and capability improvements that are going to benefit every single member of the, the single uh, federal record community. So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's great to watch, too. So how are the firm and NOAA collaborating to implement the new EHR? I saw summer of 2023 come up somewhere, but what are you all doing uh, before that to prepare? And what role is each agency playing? We had the conversations with, with NOAA, lots of conversations with NOAA about what they needed to do, what it might look like. And then from a firm perspective, we just looked at our other partners, right? Industry mm -hmm. partners in the form of, Lidos uh, and Oracle Sterner, um, how can we get this done? What contracts are in place? What supports this? So in this case, it's the Lidos Partnership for Defense Health executing through the DOD program office that is, is uh, gonna build the implementation and, and do the deployments on the NOAA side. Now I know that their process runs about 18 months and it involves lots of training, but I'll, I'll leave space for Joe here because I know he's the one that's that's running what that looks like on the NOAA side and is making the decisions along with that program office on what's acceptable for NOAA and what's going to create success in the NOAA environment. Well, my answer is going to be a lot less technical than that. So the collaboration has taken place through a lot of meetings, uh, meetings including um, what kind of hardware does NOAA have, what kind of software. How are we going to access that software from a Department of Commerce network to get to that database that that single record uh, represents? Uh, some of the collaboration took a lot of um, explaining. NOAA has a very, NOAA is a very small branch of the services, the smallest branch. However, we have a, a very large global footprint. So, it's very difficult not to fall into uh, egocentric thinking, something like, for instance, I know we're small, therefore the IT folks who are helping us implement this EHR know we're small. So it took a lot of explaining what the unique mission that NOAA has all the way down to our medical providers are also our administrative providers are also our schedulers and very often uh, our janitorial staff. So a lot of these questions are focused on how is this program going to uh, support the NOAA mission. We're going to take a break from today's interview and play a game I call Archive Deep Dive, where I challenge our hosts to identify a previous guest on our podcast. Playing today are senior researcher Sarah Seibert and staff writer researcher Catherine McVale. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Alex. Hi, Alex. Here are the rules. I will play a clip from one of our previous health casts. And if you know the answer, buzz in using a buzzword. Today's buzzword is cloud. If you get it wrong, the other player gets a chance to guess. If neither of you get the answer, I open the floor to random guessing until somebody gets it right, or I give up and tell you the answer. And as a quick editor's note, yes, I am editing down the response time. Otherwise, you would be listening to a lot of silence and not a lot of game. Thank you. Sarah, Catherine, are you ready? I hope so. I'm, I'm so ready. All right, here is clip number one. 
as the Associate Director for Data Science. I lead NIH strategically in where we're going to go in data science and IT for data infrastructure. I also lead a team of excellent, wonderful colleagues as the director of the Office of Data Science Strategy, where our goal is to coordinate and implement the NIH strategic plan for data science. Man, I know I can picture, I think it's from an event. I can picture the face. I don't know if I know the name, though. You are correct that this speaker has appeared in one of our virtual events. I remember the panel. Ma'am, <laughs> someone from NIH. I know, she gave us her title and everything. <laughs> Alex, have, ever, have I ever told you that I'm very bad with names? <laughs> because now seems like the great time to tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, this is a difficult one to start with. Uh, and the reason I included it is because it was the very first HealthCast I edited while working here, oh. which means there's no way you're going to guess it. So I'm just going to tell you, you're correct about NIH is Susan Gregorick, director of the NIH Office of Data Science Strategy. Susan, she's so sweet. I know um, Nikki just covered her recently. That's not who I was picturing. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> All right, our second clip. We want to improve understanding of the effects of cancer and its treatment. And that means identifying methods for preventing and mitigating adverse outcomes, including functional, physical, psychosocial, and economic effects. Cloud, 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 cloud. Yes, yes, Catherine. The director, the NCI director for the Center of survivorship. Wait, that's not the right. Wait, 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 wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. That's not how you say that. Club. <laughs> survivorship. Um, this is the part where I tell you that I'm terrible at names because this is my interview. I believe her name is Emily. I'm going to give you points for that. It is Dr. Emily Tonarezos, Director Office of Cancer Survivorship at the NCI. Bonus question. She has appeared twice on HealthCast. Which appearance is this? This is the most recent one. This is the second one. Wrong. This is her first appearance all the way back in November of 2020. Season one, episode 30. How can tech support counseling for cancer survivors amid COVID-19? Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so funny. I had no idea. All right. Our last clip. Well, it's uh, if you look at the electronic health record, the common federal health record across DOD, VA, and the Coast Guard at this point, the, the successes are actually pretty astounding. Loud. Yes. Bill Tinston. <laughs> Bill Tinston, who we are currently <laughs> in the middle of an episode featuring Bill Tinston. He is the director of the Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization Office. Well done. I was going to be a little uh, surprised if you didn't get Bill Tinston after previously listening to Bill Tinston for the last 15 minutes or so. <laughs> They're really coming through with the full title. You're making me look bad. <laughs> well, that there's has to do with the HRs. <laughs> yeah, I have those memorized. <laughs> Well, Sarah and Catherine, you have tied, so you are going to have to come back to see 
who can name our previous guests more accurately. But admirable effort from both of you. Thank you for playing. And now back to the episode. So, Bill, how are you sharing best practices? Earlier, we were discussing a lot of the growth that VA and DOD have seen over the past year or so. So how are you sharing those best practices between federal agencies to ensure successful rollouts, especially as NOAA begins its federal EHR journey? Yes, Sarah, there's, uh, we do that very formally, and we do that very informally both. Um, we have a risk issues and insights sort of opportunities uh, process where we meet with all the participants, uh, all the program offices, DOD, VA, Coast Guard, NOAA, and talk about what we've seen, document what we've seen. We create a database of here's, here's where we saw a problem, here's where we did to address it. But you know, when we were looking at all the feedback that we got from all the departments doing this, we see an opportunity here. Everyone's struggling with this. Maybe we could, maybe we could make it so that it works better for all four uh, departments that are participating in this, right, and, and do something different entirely. So we do that very formally uh, through a risk, uh, issues, opportunities, and insights process. Um, we also do it on a daily teamwork basis, right? So I get asked sometimes, what are you doing to share lessons learned, especially when it comes to DOD and VA and, and, and you know, the VA trying to work some of the kinks out of their deployment. Uh, mm -hmm. What gets missed, I think, and, and so I can't say it enough, is that the the industry teams, the DOD team, the VA team work, and, and the NOAA team and the Coast Guard team work hand in hand every single day. There's technical teams working, there's functional teams working. We got a single, a single change process. We got a single functional approval process. We got a single process for introducing future change. So we work that every single day, multiple levels, every single person on either team, on all the teams, engages on a regular basis. Um, we also have because there's a lot of people that aren't participating on the federal healthcare side. So, you know, we participate in the ONC forums so that we can share what's happening with the common record and then, and, and let other people know uh, what we can do, what we can't do, what our experience has been, if they're doing something different than the single federal record, uh, what issues we've seen and they might look out for and whatever their own efforts are. So, you know, I said earlier that the firm is about the things that we do together. And that's one of the things we do together is try and improve this process, improve the interoperability, and make it make uh, healthcare delivery seamless for federal beneficiaries. Yeah, that's great to hear. And uh, not to bring up a cliche, but communication is key, as they say. <laughs> it, communication is key. And you know, the other thing that I just have to say once every discussion, uh, people mm -hmm. say change is hard, and so it's about change management. It's really about change leadership, and I can't stress that enough. You got to be, you got to understand the change you're trying to create. You have to have the senior leaders in the organization trying to implement the change, meaning that they want it done, and then it has to trickle down, uh, be directed down through the the entire organization, so everyone is trying to create the same outcomes and understands why it's a good outcome. Right, uh, that makes and that is, sense. That is one of the lessons uh, that's probably the biggest lesson I could share for anybody interested in doing with this, doing something like this across the DOD, across the VA, across all the partners uh, that have been engaged in the common federal record is top down. You got you to gotta know why you're doing it. You got to know it's the right thing to do and you got to commit to getting it done. 
And right. That change at DOD, that change at VA, uh, and Coast Guard came in with that. That's what made everything succeed. That's what's different from earlier in the effort. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So you've mentioned industry partnerships a few times. What role do these partnerships play in implementing the EHR? Uh, and how will NOAA leverage the collaborations already in place? Bill, we can start with you. And then, Joe, if you have uh, anything to add, feel free. Well, okay. Thank you, Sarah. Like, like <laughs> I said, we have DOD and VA aren't doing this on their own. Mm -hmm. um, you've probably read elsewhere the size of some of the contracts and in dollars that are getting this done. So DOD has got, got a contract with Lido's Partnership for Defense Health, and it brings a team of people, including Cerner Oracle, uh, Accenture, Lido's, uh, Henry Schein uh, on the dental side together, and lots of other partners to deliver this capability. And let's not forget, we have beyond industry partners, right? We have DOD CIO. We have we have the acquisition and sustainment uh, organization at DOD. We have PNR. We have Health Affairs. All of them, all of those organizations are massive stakeholders, and their positive participation in this is what creates the success. On the VA side, you have a, a contract directly with Oracle Sterner, uh, with many partners, many of the same partners. I think Lidos is a partner on the on that contract to get this accomplished. So it's not something that we do on our own. It's not something that the government does on its own. We have a huge set of partners that are doing this and, and not, one of the things we strive to do as a team when we're delivering this is create that, that uh, badgeless partnership. And the contracts are important and everyone needs to do what they need to do. Um, but that aside, so that the people that we're trying to support don't know who's there. They shouldn't know other than for security reasons and other that they have a contractor there, they should know that it's the team EHR there to help create success for their implementation. That's what we strive to do every day. And of course, that's aspirational. You're never exactly there, but that's what we're trying, striving to do. Now, like I said earlier, when it comes to NOAA, the actual task order that is accomplishing the work, and it brings all of those partners together, uh, all of the commercial partners together, but it's actually on the on the DOD contract, the LIDOS partnership with the LIDOS partnership for Defense Health. So that's where the work is getting primarily executed. Awesome. Yeah, Joe, where do you see opportunities for industry partnerships or collaborations to happen as you start to roll out the EHR on NOAA side of things? So from an end user perspective, uh, simply it's the partnership includes the training, uh, hardware, software support on a larger perspective, you know, something like if there was such a thing as a Maslow's hierarchy of EHR needs, <laughs> educating NOAA medical providers, uh, giving us the uh, tools to serve our uh, population. So those capabilities have to be become second nature in order for us to uh, use the application. Right, that makes a lot of sense. So looking ahead, what are a few of your goal marks for EHR implementation? Is there any timeline you're targeting? Joe, would you like to start? Yeah, so like I think you said the date earlier, uh, summer of 2023 is when we'd like to start, um, well, for lack of a better word, we start uh, charting within the EHR. Mm -hmm. uh, however, this whole process has been a tremendous learning experience, and it's not someone flipped a switch in um, EHR headquarters somewhere saying, okay, you can have access to it now. So the education, the training uh, is all going to 
come together and hopefully that timeline is sometime mid 2023. Joe gave a great answer. I, I will just add, mm-hmm. and you hear about this sometimes, everything we do in deploying this, this, uh, this record is about, it's centered on the outcomes for the patient mm-hmm. and the outcomes for the providers. So we can't operate without a schedule. Sch- schedules are incredibly important, but there's, there'll be conversations with Noah about readiness to make sure that the people are ready. They will be able to use the system. Uh, and they, if there are going to be any disruptions, we understand them, we've mitigated them, and that, that the, the providers of NOAA can continue to deliver safe care. Right? That's, that's the real driver behind this, and that's the thing that Trump's schedule. Right. Yeah, that's great to hear. And then before we wrap up the episode, is there anything we missed or that either of you would like to add? From my perspective, I just appreciate the opportunity, Sarah, to talk about the great work um, that NOAA is doing, getting this record deployed, improving the set of capabilities that their providers have, and anything I can do, any conversations you want to have in the future about the common record, um, I'm happy to talk about it because it's a very, very exciting topic to me. Uh, me too. So I'm sure I will take you up on that offer at some point. Joe, is there anything you'd like to add? There's definitely an appreciation for um, everybody who, who we who know has interacted with um, the firm with their patients and understanding what our unique uh, mission is. That was a great conversation. Are there any last takeaways that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think I will primarily be watching the timelines that we talked about right before we wrapped up the episode. So it's summer 2023 is the time to watch. Uh, That's when Noah will take some actions toward these goals. uh, And I look forward to seeing what comes out of that. Sarah, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Tune in next week for a brand new HealthCast. But until then, I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Sarah Seibert. Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. If you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.